Hey, hey, welcome back to Creatively Performing Arts Podcast. I'm so excited that you are here today. Welcome performers. I have a special treat for you today. I'm so excited for you to listen to today's episode where I got to sit down and chat with Jenna Lee Miller, who is an actor, singer, dancer, and social media manager at her own business, Problem Solved by Jenna, where she's a theater and brand coach. She specializes in everything audition and brand related for actors. So if you are just starting to sing, dance, and act again, you're absolutely going to love this conversation with Jenna. She's going to inspire you with her story and she's going to offer practical tips and tips for you, tips and tips, tricks and tips for you to really get started as a performer wherever you are in your journey, but especially if you're just beginning, like this is definitely the episode to listen to. Um, Jenna is so sweet. She's so genuine. Like as soon as I started following her pages on Instagram and started DMing with her, I knew she was the real deal. So I can't wait for you to listen to our conversation. Without further ado, the incredible Jenna Lee Miller. Hey performer, welcome to the Creatively Performing Arts Podcast. Are you ready to get back to your creative passion for singing, acting, and dancing again? Hi, I'm Estelle, beginner voice coach, performer, and Christian creative, and I know how it feels to want to use your God-given gifts, but to stay stuck in fear. The solution is to just get started. So in this podcast, you'll find beginner singing and performing tips, inspiring interviews with artists, and help to push past your fear so you can finally start performing again. So pause your Broadway playlist and take a vocal rest because the show is starting and you're the star of it. Let's begin. All right, I'm here with the Jenna Lee Miller. I'm so excited to talk today um, about all things theater, acting, performing, social media, content, all the things, branding, all the things. Um, so yeah, I'm all excited to get to it. I know there's so much, there's so much. Um, so let's start with you. Of course, you know, you're the star of the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you, um, where, who you, well, who you are now, what you are doing now as an artist, as a performer and kind of like a little overview of where you started and some high points of like your career so far um, that has brought you to where you are now. Yeah. So hello. <laughs> Hi. Um, I am a New York City based dancer. And then on the flip side, I also own two businesses. I own a social media management business and I own a brand coaching business called Problem Solved by Jenna. And um, I'm actually currently um, recovering from a dance injury. I had knee surgery about 10 weeks ago, so I am currently recovering from that. Um, prior to getting injured, I was down doing um, Escape to Margaritaville. I was playing Tammy and I was the and um, then obviously it happened, the pandemic happened. So back um, in 2022, so it was December 2021, I got my first contract back after not performing for two years. 
Um, <laughs> and then, so I was down in Hill and Head South Forming. And then I was lucky enough this theater season, I went from to contract to contract to contract before I got injured. <laughs> so, um, you know, pre COVID was, I have a theater bucket things that I would love to accomplish. And one of them was going from contract to contract to contract. That's Check amazing. That. Yeah, thank you. I I was really ready to perform again. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just submitting actual crazy person to any and all things. And it kind of <laughs> but great, not without though. work. Not You're without right. work. <laughs> yes, yeah, self-tape after self-tape. Um, being booked and busy. Okay, with contract to contract. <laughs> Love that. Okay, yes. Uh, Go from there. Yeah, so um, I was just submitting like all the self-tapes. And I think one of the silver linings that came out of COVID was how accessible auditioning is in the fact oh, yeah. that you do it from anywhere granted i do think it is more work on the actor side to be submitting all these self tapes um but i do think it is more accessible that you can submit way more than you previously did just because you don't have to go in person and stand in the open call lines in New York City and you know all that stuff that was happening pre-COVID um but yeah so I was just submitting and submitting and submitting and I actually booked uh I guess it was half of the four jobs I had from virtual submissions um so it kind of worked out that it's kind of like this hybrid life of like self tapes, some in person, some in person and self tapes. Like, and I, you kind of see what works and what doesn't. And I kind of love self taping now, <laughs> but I will say nothing beats being in the room where it happens in that audition room, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I like, I do like self-tapes too, just because of the, like, I guess, flexibility and, you know, kind of schedule when you want to do this, when you want to do that, um, can lead to some procrastination on my part, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. Definitely have to create a schedule for yourself, which for me, I thrive mm. on schedule. So it works for me, but I completely understand what you're saying. I know I saw your to-do list and I was like, I'm on her to-do list. What an honor. I love that. Truly. That's great. So what kind of, if you can think back to, you know, being a kid and deciding to go to college and everything, you know, when did you know that you wanted to pursue theater and what sparked that do you think for you personally? Cause I, I know it's very different for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, what made you decide to go all in? and to be really intentional about being a theater artist? So my first Broadway show I ever saw was Beauty and the Beast with, uh, who's the girl from Even Stevens? Uh, Christine, um, oh, it'll come to me. But she was playing Belle and we went 
on a brownies trip, which if you don't know, brownies are pre-Girl Scouts. <laughs> and we went on a brownies trip to New York City and we saw Beating the Beast. And my mom, who is a nurse, was a chaperone. And she said, when we were in the theater seeing the show, my back never touched the back of the seat because I was leaned in basically like drooling the entire time because I was just so invested and like in awe of what I was seeing and I was like a little tot at this point on the way out I like here on the shoulder I said I'm gonna do that one day and to be honest it kind of was like full steam ahead from that point I did do other things like I was on the soccer team and I swam in the summer on a team but it was always like first I had to go to play rehearsal and then I'll go to soccer practice you know first I have a voice lesson and then I can go do other things so I was really lucky in that it kind of was always the path for me um so when I told my parents and my family I was gonna pursue a BFA in musical theater they were like okay we knew that already but okay <laughs> um so it kind of just was always the path for me which I know is not always how it happens but for me it kind of just was always a part of my life I love that that's beautiful that's a great story oh my gosh you. <laughs> and you tell it so beautifully like my back never touched the seat. Ah, I love that. That's great. Um, I, I know, like you said, like not everyone's story is like that, but I love hearing everyone's story, you know, just to see the variety behind everyone's journey. Like I always say on the show, like wherever you are right now, like whatever your background is, whatever your goals are, like what you want to happen for you as a performer, like it's, it's okay that wherever you are right now, like, it's okay. You know, it's a part of your journey and everyone has a different journey. So I love that. That's what makes this interesting, you know? Right. Especially when it's not that, that kind of straight line. It makes us more resilient and more um, adaptable, you know, based upon what our stories are. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's great. And speaking of resilience, you know, you know, you, you talked about how you, your family were, they knew exactly, um, they were all in, like they knew that you were gonna pursue that BFA. Um, but as you like started to go throughout the BFA program and even like leaving school and getting into like the quote unquote real world and really just taking the bull by the horns and going all in your acting career, have you faced any opposition? And like, what opposition have you faced rejections, you know, things like that, highlights that you have where you have really had to use that resilience and build that resilience over time in pursuing a creative career? Yeah, I will say the performing arts in general, the arts industry, you really do need to have some thick skin and you need to be resilient because rejection is just a part of our careers. It is like, it is built into the system that we are 
you know, buying into for our careers. So resilience is really important. And I find as I get older and more into my career, I find that it's easier to hear the no's, but I will say I am becoming more picky as to what I am accepting and what I am applying for. Um, but when I first got out of college and was doing like summer stock in college and everything, I was just ready to be there, happy to work, like cast me as a tree. I was just there for anything and everything. <laughs> um, so I think there's a balance of when you first start out, just saying yes to opportunities, just to like get your foot in the door, make connections, um, really build up your resume. And then as you know, you move forward in your career and you start getting more specific about your type and what you're booking, I think you can get a little bit more picky. And the journey before that will definitely help the resilience and thick skin build up because, you know, for every one yes, you're getting 75 no's, you know? Um, and I will say, again, silver lining that COVID has had that it's, I feel like it's easier to be said no to virtually than in person, question mark? I don't know. <laughs> I can see that. I can see how that could be. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, okay, an email. Well, I mean, I guess you would get an email even in person too, but um, yeah, like it's it's kind of like you're, not that you're like just submitting things out to the void, but you kind of feel like you are a little bit. Yeah, so pressure. There's less right. pressure, like hitting the enter button on your computer versus spending eight hours in Ripley, um, you know, making it to final callbacks and then being like, thank you, but no thank you. I feel like that's more gut-wrenching than, you know, having zero views on my YouTube, <laughs> you know? like <laughs> So, you know, you find different ways that, you can be resilient, but I think the resilience and the consistency aspect of your career is what will keep you like the longevity of your career alive. Because if you have that resilience, you can just really keep going and keep trucking and think about the big picture, um, which is like, obviously it's harder in theory than in practice <laughs> to keep the big picture of whatever your goals are. Um, but I think that's something that can help with resilience is just that perspective. That's so good. I love what you said about like, when you're just starting out, you know, being open to everything and like being open to opportunities. Um, and then, you know, as you go further on, you kind of know what you like, you know, where you fit a little bit more and that can change over time. But you have that, you've built that um, over time, that resilience. So I love that. And you talk a lot about, you're a branding coach, of course, and you talk a lot about branding and about um, kind of like treating your, who you are as an actor, as a performer, as a business. So kind of switching gears a little bit, but not quite, because I think, you know, this is great for anyone who's starting out, you know, 
my audience might not be going into theater as a like full-time career. They might just want to want to start trying um, auditioning again. They might just want to start singing again um, as a hobby or as like a passion project or as a career. Um, so I think having that mindset of like, this is a business and this is, you know, that you talk about consistency um, and you talk a lot about branding and using social media and things like that. Um, why do you think that's important for anyone getting started in the arts? And I would love to get, get into like how you started your own businesses and how that has helped you as an actor acknowledge, like see how being an actor is itself a business, even though you have like separate businesses in addition to yeah. being an actor. So I'd love to get into that too. But like starting with like, why do you think it's important that we know that it is a business and we have to treat it as such? Yeah, so if you're an actor, a singer, a dancer, a comedian, a model, uh, any form of art, mm -hmm. you are a business. You are a business. And because you are a business, you need to have a brand that matches your business. And I always say branding can only help you further your business in a more accelerated rate. It can only help if you use the strategies that can help you build your brand in a positive way. So making sure your social media is in line with your brand and who you are and what career you want, um, making sure your website matches your branding, um, making sure you're Googling yourself. What do you find? I mean, these are like basic things that you can start with um, when you're first starting out, because I will say this past um, winter season, I helped out with a theater and I was an associate casting director. And I will tell you, like, branding really does make a difference. When I was sifting through literally thousands, hundreds, and thousands of people watching submissions, the ones that stood out were the people that had that solid branding. So making sure everything, you want to think of branding as like, giving a little present with a neat little bow on top of it. That's like, here are, here's my submission and my resume, which also has my logo on it, which also are using my brand colors, which also is in the footer of my email, which also links to my social media, which also links to my website. And it's just a, like a neat little present, like a neat little bow. Um, and that's like the biggest thing when it comes to branding is the consistency aspect. You'll hear me say this probably 20,000 times during this podcast, but the consistency is what is really going to help you with your branding. And um, going back to what you said, like, how did I start? You know, social media has always been an interest to me. But it really wasn't until I came home from New York City to Pennsylvania during the pandemic, like most people under the age of 30 did, they moved back home. <laughs> you know, I thought it was going to be for two weeks and then, you know, that didn't happen. But um, <laughs> I moved back home 
And, you know, the first week I was like, wow, is this vacation? Like, <laughs> I get to like not work and like still get paid. And like, I was like, wow. Oh my what? gosh, those first two weeks were <laughs> delusion at its finest. So we had no Seriously? idea. We had no idea. And I don't know about you, but like, I was like on the grind in New York City. I had five day jobs. Like I had theater contracts moving up. Like I was just on the grind. So it was like a welcomed vacation, but I am a multitasker by nature. And after week two, I was like going crazy. I was literally going crazy. And I was like, I need a task. I need a project. I need to do something because I'm going insane. Yep. So that's when I started taking my own brand and my own social media pretty seriously. And I grew my account from what was probably like a thousand followers to almost 4,000 in a matter of, I don't know, a few months or something. And I just started creating content and getting serious about my brand and getting really specific about it. And actually my first social media management client, I got through Instagram because she was following me for a while and she sent me a DM being like, Hey, you know, I'm looking for a new social media manager. I really like your brand and what you bring to your social media. Would you be interested? And I said, heck yes, I would be interested. And then that client got a referral from another client and then another referral and another referral, another referral. And now I have a full roster of clients and I was able to take that business full time because, you know, after that first really two weeks, month of COVID, I lost all five of my day jobs from the city. I lost my two theater contracts that I had um, lined up and my apartment in New York city had bed bugs. <laughs> Not even kidding. Not even kidding. Yep. It was a whirlwind. Yep. Oh so, no. That's tragic. Yeah. yeah so oh my gosh. 180. And then I was working my social media management clients plus I was really busy with Problem Solved by Jenna, which is my theater and brand coaching business, because I don't know if you remember, but at the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was like, I'm going to use this time to hone in on my craft. I'm going to find new songs and new monologues and apply for rep and, and things like that. So it was a really busy season. And then a few months in, I want to say like six months in, I realized I was making more than my five day jobs and working less. And I was like, hmm, I think this is my new job. <laughs> I think this is my new job. And that's kind of where I took it full time. And now I'm so thankful that I did have that time and was kind of forced into being an entrepreneur full-time because now I can pick my businesses up and take them with 
me when I go on contracts and I will always have that steady income and I don't have to worry in between contracts when I'm like, what am I going to do for a job? Like, where am I, where's my income coming from? I don't have to worry about that because I have that consistent income and that has been so much of a relief. I can't even tell you, like now I have a retirement fund and a savings, something that I, to be completely honest, did not have, did not have a lot of pre-COVID. So my businesses has been a huge blessing and I'm so grateful for them. And honestly, that is because if I think about what stemmed it, it's social media because 80% of my clients come from social media or referrals or anything like that, which is all online, which is crazy to think about, but it can have such a positive impact on your career, not only as a performer, but as, you know, a business owner as well, if you use it the right way. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. I, I love that story because it was something that could have turned into something. I mean, especially with how it started, right. It could have, you could have easily like gotten down on yourself and been really frustrated. Um, but that's where that resilience came in handy and you were able to be resourceful and just like by putting yourself out there and honing your own brand, you were then able to serve all these different clients. And now you have your businesses. And I love that model for artists who want to go full-time and like having a business, having something that they're able to do in between contracts and stuff. Like I aspire for that to that to have that model um, yeah. for my career. And I love that model for you. So my question is for, you know, it's the idea of like getting started is really what I love to talk about like I mentioned to you that's what this show is all about like helping people just get started so when it comes to um building a business or even just starting to brand themselves I don't know how you want to organize it um so what would be the first steps maybe for if they want to have a business while they're acting and auditioning or performing um So that's like one question. And then maybe some steps if they're maybe not looking to start a business per se, but they just want to like kind of start branding themselves as an actor and and they're, they're just getting started. They're brand new. They don't know. They don't know their type. (laughs) They're still working on like finding a voice coach. You know, they, they're trying to get into a dance class, you know, whatever their performing art focus is, they're a little bit brand new. And so like, should they start an Instagram? Should they start a TikTok? You know, what are some of those steps to like starting to brand themselves? for you know branding and then we can also talk about like steps for like if they want to actually start a business too so you can you can go about that how you like but what are your thoughts to that as to that so I would say when you're first starting out whether it be a business creating a brand thinking about a career whatever it may be the most important question to ask is what are my top three goals? What do Mm -hmm. I want out of my career? What do I want out of my social media? What do I want out of my business? And then once you have those three top goals, whatever you want to call it, then you can create a strategy 
that will lead you to your goals. Because if you're aimlessly kind of posting or applying to auditions or, or things like that, it's not going to be beneficial unless you know where you want to go. So that is the first question. And that's the first question I ask my clients when we start working together, whether that be a actor or a small business, what are your top three goals? So if we're talking social media, if we're, if one of our goals is to use social media to further our career, that can be a goal. That's definitely a goal. So what can we do with our social media to kind of further our career? And then we can talk about, is Instagram the right place to do that? Is TikTok, is Facebook, is YouTube? Is it a website? You know, then we can go in the details of what, what that actually means. Um, versus I want to book new clients for my voice, my new voice studio, you know, what, what is that, that can be a goal for a business, right? So how can we get new students? Is that through social media? Is that through a newsletter? Is that through a Facebook group? Is that through going to schools and doing master classes? What is that, you know? And then that's one of the things where why I love being a coach is because you're really helping at the inception of those goals. You know, what are those goals and how can we achieve them? And I'm a huge coach person. I have coaches. I, I think they can really be vessels to accelerate your process of being a business owner or having a more successful career that coach can give you more tools um, in your actor toolbox or your business toolbox to use. So you're not going it alone, um, which is always the hardest part, you know? But I will say, jump in with two feet, you know? If you wanna start something, just do it. Yeah, do it scared, you know, as, as the quote says or whatever, but just do it scared and like learn as you go. I love that. Guys, Jenna just gave us a whole coaching session. <laughs> that was so good because that's literally what you do. Like she's yeah. a theater and brand coach. So she helps her clients really, like you said, start at the inception, like really get started with that. And anyway, we're going to talk, we'll talk more about this, but I'm <laughs> so excited that you shared that because I definitely want to get into like what you offer and how people can get connected with you and um, work with you in one way or another, because I think you have so much to offer. Um, I know you do. So um, you were talking about, you know, um, jumping all in, like going all in and jumping in with two feet, both feet, doing it scared, right? And we hear that a lot. Um, and you gave us such good tips as, as to like actually how to do that, you know, start with your goals in mind, whether it's starting a business, whether you are, you know, okay, you want to, you want to start singing, you know, what, what are your goals? You know, what do you want to do? Do you want to, you know, learn to sing this one song for this performance that you want or this open mic night that you want to go to, you know, like, even if it's something really small, like, I just want to get to a dance class, like, I just want to start dancing again, you know, have that goal in mind. So I love that. 
So, but the thing is that I, a lot of people will hit up against, I know I did when I was, you know, I was out of college. I had studied psychology, pre-med. I was a voice minor for a little bit. So I was taking voice lessons in college and loving them. And then I came back home, I started working and then the, the pandemic hit and I was like, I, I was like, I need more creates. Like I had, I wasn't in voice lessons anymore. Like I hadn't been in voice lessons since um, like the previous semester before I graduated, I think, because I graduated in December. So I hadn't been doing, you know, I, I'd been singing, you know, at church, I, I was singing every weekend at church. So I was still using my voice, but I wasn't having that again, like that coach, you know, someone to really help me think through songs, think through my voice, you know, using my voice and all that. So I was just like, I don't know how to get started again. Do I just like start submitting auditions? Like I was, I was looking on backstage, you know, I was submitting online. Um, I was like trying to get into a dance class, you know, and it, I started dancing um, by just doing like, I would just like uh, watch videos online for the first few months, but like to actually get into a dance class, there was so much resistance to like, start again and I had and I danced in college too I was a part of like a dance group um for a little bit in college as well so like I had had this just like the starting again for some reason there was this mental block for me to like actually go for it because I was like what will people think you know I'm a college graduate in psychology like I can't just like start performing again like that's something I should have left when I was younger you know like I can't actually go into this um and then yeah, a lot of other stuff happened, but it was that mindset, that that resistance really held me back. And I know that it's something that definitely holds people back from just starting. Um, so what would you say to people who are like, okay, Jenna, sure, yeah, do it scared. I get it. You're right. You're right. You're but you're a star. Okay. Not all of us shine as brightly as Jenna Lee Miller. <laughs> I get it. We all shine in our own ways. But like some people might think to themselves, like, I can't do that. Like, I'm not living in New York. You know, I can't go to, you know, I, I, I don't even know, like, if, if I can actually do this. What is that? What is there? Is there some sort of like mindset switch that you feel like you can encourage someone to have? Is there some sort of like something that they can think of? Um, some encouragement that you, you have for someone who's thinking that to themselves, who has that resistance of like, I can never be good enough. So why even try? Or, you know, what will people think? Or, you know, whatever the resistance is, the fear is, do you have any kind of encouragement for that? Yeah. So I always say the mindset aspect has to be in check before you can really take action. Right. Mm -hmm. Goes back to what are my goals and if you're like if you're thinking oh I could never perform on Broadway or I could never book a job or everyone else is so much better than me your goals are probably too big for the right now and what I would do is pull someone back and be like okay what could be a goal for us within the next three months what could be a more short-term goal that we could achieve? And because that's what it's all about, achievable action steps that we can take towards our goals. So if our next three months, our goals could be take a voice lesson, it becomes much more achievable than perform on Broadway. 
<laughs> because like there's a huge difference there, right? So I think getting in the mindset of of the now and realizing that we're just going to take one step at a time and you'll find as you're like, okay, I took a voice lesson. Now I'm going to take a dance lesson. And I'm and that went well. And now I'm going to maybe go in for this um, audition I have here. And then as you're achieving these like smaller stepped goals, you'll, you'll see your mindset will naturally change and you won't even have to address it anymore. And it's the same thing because a lot of people are scared to post on social media, right? I have a lot of clients. That's the other thing I was going to get to. I love this. You're so good. (laughs) You know exactly where I'm going. (laughs) People are like, well, I don't know what to post. I don't want to be judged. I don't want people to be like laughing at what I'm posting. And the reality is the more you do something, the easier it becomes. So again, creating a strategy where we're going to post once a week. That's it. We're just going to post once a week. That's it. You know, no more, no less, but you'll find that once you start posting and then we have the strategy of like, Oh, well, what are our content pillars? What are we posting about that? Again, everything relates back to what are my top goals? So we're creating a a content pillar that helps us achieve our goals. So we're talking about auditioning and theater and our life and our family and friends. And, and then you're, you know, on your phone, getting ready to post and you're like, crap, I don't know what to post. And then I'm like, okay, we'll take a look back at the content pillar that we made. What is on there? And they're like, oh, actually I just took a a trip to go upstate to watch my friend in her show and then you talk about your trip and your friend and what you saw and how was the theater and and things like that and then you're like oh duh I can post that and it's and those kind of worries just melt away so getting organized and creating a strategy and again the consistency aspect will help so much no matter if it's you know, career or social media. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Just like starting small, start with one thing a week. And then the content pillars is so helpful. Um, You've inspired me. I know you've inspired everyone listening. Um, Yeah, I've been focusing a lot more on the podcast, definitely posting regularly every single week. Um, And then like uh, talking about it on socials, and then my TikTok, really, I love TikTok yeah. a lot. But do you have any advice for people, um, like, kind of like tactically speaking about like, you know, what are the best like things to post? Well, you you kind of went through like content pillars. Um, but like, is it like reels now? Is, are there like hashtags? Are there certain sounds that you have tips for? And then we're going to get into like, what you offer for people to like, come and find you and to get connected with you so that they can work with you. <laughs> So again, I, you know, not to keep repeating the same thing over and over, but you have to know what your goals are in order to know what to post and where to post. And you want to think of specifically 
who is your ideal community member? Who is your ideal audience? Who is your ideal customer? So are they a more younger demographic? Maybe TikTok is your place. Are you trying to like sell and build a business and a brand? Maybe Instagram is more your jam. Are we trying to create a digital portfolio when we're submitting for auditions? You probably need a website then. You know, each of these things has different revenues that you can take. But again, it's all going back to what are your goals? So obviously right now, reels, TikToks, short form video is the trend. It's that is just where it's at right now. So I would say definitely be posting reels is what is trending right now. Um, but again, making sure that we're posting with purpose and not we're not just posting, right? Um, so I would say that's the biggest thing when it comes to posting right now. Um, definitely short form video is where it's at. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And that's something that like actors can do, dancers oh, yeah. can do, singers can do. Like you can post videos of yourself singing a little, it doesn't even have to be a whole cover song. I don't even post full covers, (laughs) like just a little something, you know, um, or like talking, like you said, like, oh, I went to see this show, you know, sharing about that um, in short form videos is great. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all of those tips. I took notes. I cannot wait to go over these. I would love for everyone to know, you know, if you're, if, you know, the person listening is just getting started um, and um, they go to your website and they're like, okay, like, how's Jenna, how's, you know, how are my problems going to be solved with Jenna today? <laughs> <laughs> Where can they get started? You know, is it with a, a branding session with you? Um, I know that you have like your freebie with the um, 32 content ideas. I just signed up for that. So I just got that, um, you know, like where can they get started? What are some of your favorite um, offers that you have for people to who are who are kind of just getting started and kind of new to this whole performing thing yeah so you can follow my instagram my personal instagram which is at jenna miller which is just my name and then my business um which is problem solved by jenna i'm on facebook instagram uh youtube and pinterest and you can look me up there but for someone just starting out i would say If we're talking social media, I think a branding session is probably the best um, just so we can get face to face and talk about what your goals are and what you want to achieve and what strategies we can use to help you achieve those goals. And then if we're talking theater, um, it depends on what you're looking for. So I offer um, audition help if you want to run through material, if you need help finding actual material. So like songs and monologues. Um, I have probably the best seller of Problem Solved by Jenna is my non-equity theater list, which is a list of over 300 um, theaters and it has links to their audition pages, which audition season is right around the corner. Um, It's only $25. And it is definitely the best seller of the products that I sell. Um, So that could be a great place to start. 
Um, I do have a Facebook group that is totally free for you to join. Um, it's called the Problem Solve Circle. There's just like so many ways. If you visit me on Instagram or my website, you will click for days because <laughs> there's like endless ways that <laughs> there's free tips and free advice. And then obviously services and products that you can purchase as well. Awesome. I, yeah, I'm obsessed with your website. It's so oh. beautiful. The branding, the colors guys. I mean, she's a branding coach, so obviously, but it's, it's amazing. Like oh. so good. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, you already told us where we can connect with you. So thank you. I will make sure I put all of that in the show notes because everyone needs to get connected with you. I'm going to stay connected with you. Oh, I am definitely going to be going back to your website and your shop and check it, check it out. Um, cause there are so many good things there. Um, so just to close us off, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You are like a light. You're just so Aww. smiley, so happy, so joyful, so Aww. genuine. Oh. <laughs> I've loved talking with you. Um, so this is the last thing I always ask my um, guests this. If you could have, if you could offer one piece of advice for a creative and aspiring creative artist performer um, who's just starting and they're, you know, they're just right in that, you know, just about to get started place, about to, you know, search for auditions, you know, they're kind of in that new space. Um, what's one piece of advice that you would give them to close this off? no pressure. <laughs> I love this. Um, I've kind of coined this quote that when I just first started out accepting new clients, it just kept coming back and back. And just like how you said that, you know, theater and, and the arts just kept calling back to you yeah. and you ignore it. The, the quote is, show up as you are and grow as you go and it has really just influenced part of my life and that would probably be my biggest advice is accept and acknowledge where you are now and just grow as you go you know there's it's less pressure that way um thinking about the actionable steps you can take to achieve your goals and it just makes it more palatable. So show up as you are and grow as you go. That was so good. So beautiful. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. And thank you for spending this time with us. You're so kind to, you know, just give us this time, give me this time. So thank you. Um, I hope that PT goes well. I know like that was such a hard thing for you to go through, like after the show and every, well, it's like the contract and everything. So I hope that that goes well and that you're thank healing well. Thank you for having me. It was so nice of chatting. Of course. I can't wait. Everyone, make sure you go check Jenna out. Go work with her. I'm excited to work with her too at some point. So this is great. Thank you so much. You're welcome.